Welcome to the Africa Rights Talk podcast, a Center for Human Rights podcast series, hosted by Victoria Amechi. Mr. Lloyd, and welcome to this episode of the Africa Rights Talk podcast. Kindly introduce yourself and the kind of work that you do, please. Thanks, uh, Vicky, for having me on this platform. Mm-hmm. So, my name is Lloyd Kuvea, yes. and I'm Assistant Director for Operations and Advocacy at the Center for Human Rights. Uh, mainly, I do a lot of uh, the advocacy for the center, right? After so, research has been done, uh, reports have been written, books have been written. Mm-hmm. We then need to take uh, some of our findings, you know, to policymakers to convince them to, you know, do policy changes or go to communities or civil society to ensure that people understand the human rights that, um, you know, the state must respect or protect, and then they are able to demand those for themselves. Um, And then I also just assist with the supervision of some of the units within the center. We've got so many units, as you know, um, looking at uh, different vulnerable and marginalized groups in the continent. So that's what I, I do, but I also lead in the sender campaigns. Every year, the sender comes up with a thematic issue to campaign on. And then finally, I also just take a lead on the moot court competitions, okay. both the Nelson Mandela World Moot Court Competition and the African uh, Moot Court Competition. Oh, that's great. That's an excellent amount of work that you do. It's it must lot. be a lot. It like, is a lot. Yeah, to monitor and <laughs> but, to like oversee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's quite enjoyable. Yeah, and it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. Yes. There's a purpose. Yeah, there. there's a purpose. Yeah. Like to advocate for human rights, basic human rights for people in Africa. Yes. Today we'll be welcoming you to this podcast because uh, Africa Day is coming and we want to know the history behind African Day. It's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my understanding of uh, Africa Day, and it's a pity that it's not a holiday in South Africa, yeah. but I suppose countries get to choose whether or not, which, which holiday they want to observe and commemorate on their calendars. Mm-hmm. The Africa Day is celebrated on the 25th of May. And why is that date important? On that day, Way back in 1963, in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, heads of states in Africa gathered uh, to adopt uh, the OAU, Organization of African Unity uh, Charter, uh, and the establishment of the Organization of African Unity. The idea was to bring together heads of state and government uh, and to talk about uh, African unity and African independence, Um, especially because, uh, as you know, Africa um, became a victim of colonization, if you like. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, many of the European states had colonized Africa and taken over control of the territories politically and economically. And so uh, it was, in a way, a celebration of uh, the independence of African, some of the African states that were already independent. And I think... It was symbolic that it was actually adopted in, in, in Addis, in Ethiopia. As you know, Ethiopia was never colonized. Yeah, true. So, and they will now say, okay, look, we now need to fight for the independence of all of Africa. Okay. Yes. Um, and to celebrate its diversity, to celebrate its unity, to harness the rich resources on the continent 
uh, not just uh, you know in terms of uh, human resources, but also the natural resources on the continent okay. for the benefit of the African people. Um, and that was the idea, the whole idea, and the promotion of uh, territorial integrity of African states, the, uh, the uh, sovereignty of African states, um, not just from external interference, but also even amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Each of the states uh, in Africa they had an obligation not to interfere in the internal affairs of another state yeah. in a way. So that was the whole that was the whole idea of um, uh, establishing uh, the organization of African unity. And then, twenty five May was then recognized as Africa Day. Okay. So on, on that day each year in Africa, we're then supposed to celebrate mm-hmm. uh, the, all these principles. But as you know, that was 60 years ago. So yeah. this is actually this year, the 60th yeah. anniversary. Wow. Um, as you know, the OAU was then transformed into the African Union yeah. with adoption of, uh, in 2002, of the Constitutive Act of the African Union, mm-hmm. which then added on more things. And I think we then saw in uh, with the African Union, the evolution of the African Union and its principles. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps one can then say, even 25 May, there was something added on. Mm-hmm. It was no longer just about political freedom um, and unity. There were other things that were also added on, which became important and which are still important for Africa mm-hmm. um, and the African Union itself. Yeah, we have talked about how the African Day has evolved over time, like the celebrations and the significance of the day itself. And you talk about the African Union and the involvement of the OAE into the EU. What do you think are the key achievements that can be highlighted of the African Union in the celebration of Africa Day? So, looking back into history, obviously, mm-hmm. I think um, we have almost, or well, Africa has almost achieved the total independence of Africa from colonization. Because that was one of the objectives. Okay. Yeah, fighting colonization and what they were calling uh, neo-colonization in all its forms. So I think in a way that has been the trajectory and there's been a lot of achievement because now as we speak, the only country that still remains uh, occupied by another another country is Saudi Arab Democratic Republic, which incidentally is being occupied by another African country, yes, Morocco. So now I think that's the one, you know, um, country that remains sort of uh, dependent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think in terms of the total independence of Africa, Mm -hmm. a lot has been achieved. Uh, Secondly, in a way, the AU, through the celebration of African Day or its commemoration, uh, they've been able at least to foster the unity of African states at a political level, at the very least. Um, But I think, yeah, and I I think that maybe the next step step or stage would be the achievement of economic unity or economic independence or integration. So I think that political integration and and the unity, Mm -hmm. in a way, has largely been achieved. Uh, And I think, yeah, and and, and I think even when you look at uh, South Africa's independence itself, and countries like Zimbabwe and Namibia, which became independent at a later stage, okay. there was a lot of assistance from other African states to achieve the independence of those, yeah. those other states as well. I remember Ghana being instrumental a lot of independence of African countries. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because yes. we were the first country to get the independence. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. With Kwame Nkrumah's vision, vision yeah. of African unity. 
Yeah. And I mean, there are all sorts of stories about why he was killed, yeah. you know, and people like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Gaddafi as well, mm-hmm. who then sort of started to talk uh, about this mm-hmm. concept of African unity to move just from the political unity, social unity and mm-hmm. integration mm-hmm. to economic uh, unity and, and integration. Africa Day, we said, seeks to promote unity and cooperation amongst uh, African countries. Yes. How have any individual countries recently tried to commence such a uh, sense of renovation of unity, celebration of our diversity, of our oneness? Are there any event initiatives to kind of promote the unity and cohesion of African states? I'm not aware of uh, a particular country, but I know that uh, because of Ghana's history and its mm-hmm. its uh, contribution, as well as Senegal, mm-hmm. in a way, they've sort of tried to, you know, promote this idea of African unity, mm-hmm. um, including most recently Rwanda, in the sense that um, I think whenever there's, there's been um, conflict, I think it was one of the uh, principles or objectives of the African Union is to promote uh, peace. Yeah. So whenever there is a conflict, mm. um, some individual countries have really taken it upon themselves okay. yes, to deploy uh, peacekeeping forces. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa is one, one of the countries, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, and uh, in a way Nigeria, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, the problem also is that uh, most of our countries have really gone through a lot of conflicts. <laughs> and I think for me, that's the, one of the biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is individual countries. I think uh, at the African Union level, mm-hmm. yeah. what they've managed to do at least is to set up mechanisms mm-hmm. that bring together states to discuss their issues. Okay. okay? So you've got the African peer review mechanism, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. uh, where African states look at each other and say, look, what are you doing about this and that? And so it's each of the countries holding each other accountable for you know the, the things that they set out to do, their obligations. And also, you look at the African Commission on Human and People's Rights. Yes, civil society participates, but mainly also states come to present the progress that they've made, that they've made in terms of promoting human rights, democracy, and rule of law, and so on and so forth. And then, uh, you know, you've got also the Pan-African Parliament, which brings together uh, parliamentarians from each of the 55 African nations. So it's got um, plus or minus 200 members of, of uh, parliament okay. yeah, that come together there to discuss issues of concern to the continent. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I think that, uh, in a way, those are platforms to promote unity, integration, uh, whilst we are celebrating our diversity. Mm-hmm. Because you also realize that um, some of the people that are in these institutions, they are from uh, Francophone countries, mm-hmm. others from Anglophone, then you got Lusophone, mm-hmm. coming together mm-hmm. in a way you are united, but also united in diversity. So I think at, I think at the African Union level, a lot has been done, but also more importantly, the African Union has also encouraged the establishment of these regional economic communities at the sub-regional level. So at the sub-regional level, each of these communities, they also have institutions that they've set up, you know, whereby they promote unity at a sub-regional level. And then these uh, regional blocks feed into the, you know, the objectives of the African Union uh, at that continental level. Yes. Interesting. But also in terms of uh, the AU, I mean, in terms of the individual states uh, themselves, many of the countries then also actually celebrate um, Africa Day and they've made it a public holiday. 
you know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I think Angola, Namibia, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, I know those are some of the countries in Southern Africa, at least that uh, celebrate Africa Day and they've made it a public holiday and, uh, you know, they they do hold events, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it can be a gathering to remember, to celebrate mm-hmm. Africa Day, to mm-hmm. celebrate African unity. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. In conclusion, I wanted to ask, we talked about conflicts in Africa and about 20 countries experiencing conflict right now currently on the continent. How do we um, use Africa Day as a hope for peace in the future, especially in times like this, in times of conflict? Well, thank you so much for that question okay. because um, I, I think for me, really, when you look at now the... As I talked about the evolution of our body, continental body from OAU to AU. Now, you find that in the AU now, in the Constitutive Act, mm-hmm. they then talk about issues of human rights, rule of law, democracy, which need to be promoted, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and each country must run its affairs in accordance with those principles. Yeah. And um, where there's conflict, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, there's violence and so on and so forth, um, the African Union is obligated to intervene yeah. in that country. Yeah. So they can do certain things. Mm-hmm. So for instance, uh, that country can be suspended from the African Union. We saw what has happened to Sudan okay. most recently. Mm-hmm. They can suspend that country uh, from the AU and they can also deploy a peace, peacekeeping mission um, through the Peace and Security Council. So so I, I think that uh, the establishment of the Peace and Security Council was also, you know, um, in a way, uh, a positive step. But what needs to happen is that more funding needs to be committed mm-hmm. to peace and security efforts. Okay. Um, so that uh, if something happens, the AU is able to quickly respond okay. by sending the peacekeeping missions mm-hmm. and also ensuring that they attend to the humanitarian crisis. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as you know, access to food, water, health, and so on and so forth is affected during those crises. So then the AU then needs to quickly uh, to quickly act. But I just wanted also to say that um, the establishment of the African human rights mechanisms, mm-hmm. like the African Commission on Human Rights, the African Court on Human Rights, those are meant again to foster peace. You know, and once you respect human rights, you are more likely to then uh, uh, you know ensure that there's peace and there's no conflict in the country. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also very excited about mm-hmm. is the establishment of the uh, African continental free trade area. Yeah. Because now this is the theme of Africa Day for this for 2023. Okay. Yes. So they want to accelerate the implementation mm-hmm. of the African continental free, free trade area. Mm-hmm. Now here I see a situation whereby we are now moving from political integration to economic integration, mm-hmm. which is meant so the idea is to mm-hmm. promote intra-Africa trade. Okay. Yeah promote investment. But you also come with movement frame. Movement of persons. So uh, this is like, in fact, what civil society organizations are saying that it shouldn't just be free movement of goods, mm-hmm. but also free movement of persons. Yeah. So that even our borders mm-hmm. might become you know, more accessible yeah. to, to people of Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should be able to, mm-hmm. to go to Nigeria and look for a job and work there upon presentation of my qualifications mm-hmm. without the need for a passport mm-hmm. or a visa. work permit or a visa mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. You see now. So that's the idea and then, then if we achieve that mm-hmm. I think South Africa I mean Africa will have achieved its agenda 2063 mm-hmm. which is really uh, the economic development mm-hmm. the political uh, integration mm-hmm. of the continent for the benefit of the people of Africa especially because mm-hmm. I think Africa 
with his 1.3 billion people and his natural resources, mm-hmm. is probably the richest continent in the world. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, Mr. Lloyd Wallace. It was really nice to have you and really interesting insights into the day. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's a pleasure. We yeah. enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Okay. You just listened to Africa Rights Talk podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. 